Hello, Texas Football Today listeners. This is your friend from the internet, Greg Tepper, uh, sitting alongside Matt Stepp. Say hi, Matt. Hello. And you are hearing our voices in your Texas Football Today feed. Uh, this is a special state championship preview edition of Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast. We've decided to make free for you. Hopefully you will give this thing a listen. We do this every week during the Texas high school football season, uh, breaking down the biggest games across the state. We have a lot of fun. We just nerd out about high school football. Uh, we want to give you kind of a sneak peek, and hopefully you will consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider so you can get this in your feed throughout the entirety of the 2019 season. But in any case, here's today's episode of Tep and Step. I'll probably cry like just a, a little bit on my way home Saturday for sure. Football, football ending makes me sad. Step and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast. From Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com, I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We appreciate you very much. We love you. Um, this is your Friday State Championship preview. Uh, we are previewing uh, the two 4A games plus the 5A Division II game. Uh, that is the schedule. Uh, of course, you should try to get out to AT&T Stadium if you can. It's 15 bucks. It's the cheapest you're ever getting into that stadium. It's best value in sports. The tour costs 25 Yeah. The tour of the stadium costs $25. You can get in and sit anywhere you want and watch the best high school football in the world Yep. for, for 15. 15 bucks. I say go all four days. Yeah. I mean, if you can just... Burn those vacation days. If you have the means. You're not going to use them for Christmas. You're Come really on. not. It's Just fam- burn them. Is family that important? No. No, absolutely not. Use it on high school football. Uh, but if you can't, of course, all the games will be broadcast on Fox Sports Southwest. Um, I'll be there. Rick Renner will be there. Aaron Hardigan will be there. All of your friends. Ken Purcell will be there. It's a who's who. Yeah. And, by the way, I should bring this up. Um, so we are going to have uh, some very special guests on the... Uh, set between games because we have what's called four championship live between the games. Mm -hmm. So we like to get coaches on here as uh, on there as well. And so it was my job. My, I was tasked with booking the guests. They give you the tough gigs. Yeah. I was tasked with, with booking the guests for the between game shows uh, for championship live. So here's what we've got. We won't have anybody on, um, on Wednesday because there are, um, uh, the the six main games are on on the on the website, and then there's not a between game for um, the late game. But Thursday, between the first and second game, we will have Buffalo coach Brandon Houston joining what us. What a great first year he had! Twelve he, and one in year one, really impressive. Uh, you know, a year after helping to guide Rockdale to a state championship. Six p.m. Bonham coach John Fish will join us. The Purple Warriors. Uh, he will join us. Uh, had a great year as well. They had a, another first-year head coach. A nice resurgent first year there for John Fish and company. Friday, the early slate, like 2 p.m. We're talking. We're talking like the game, like after the 11 o'clock game, before the 3 p.m. game. There's an hour gap, or there's where they put 60 something minutes on the clock. I think they usually put 60 on the clock 60 unless minutes. the game runs long. Yes, 2 p.m. Splendora coach Marcus Schultz will join us. Texas football today's own. Friend of the show, friend of the program, uh, Marcus Schultz will join us. 6 p.m., we brought out the star power. Hutto coach Brad LaPlante will join us on the set. Um, That will be fun. And then Saturday, the big day, 2 p.m., after the first game, 
Austin Vandergriff coach Drew Sanders will be up there. Uh, terrific, terrific guy. Uh, excited to talk with him, chop it up with a little bit of Vipers football. Think he'll be able to give a little analysis on Longview? I think he might be able to mention something about mm-hmm. Longview. And finally, we're going to round it all out. 6 p.m. The incoming THSCA president oh, and Rockwall's own Rodney Webb. As I mentioned, it's just a shame I couldn't get anybody who likes to talk. Yeah. <laughs> you think he's gonna have any hot? You think Rodney Webb's gonna have any hot takes about about anything? Rodney Webb has the hottest takes about the most you know, cookies and fruit. Cookies. That dude. I love Rodney Webb. He is he is a firecracker. He doesn't have any like. I don't like. I feel like he's gonna have. He's the kind of guy who, if we ever like got a beer and started talking politics, he would have the most boring, neutral, nothing burger political opinions. Mm-hmm. But then it was just like, you know what? I think Mango's actually pretty good. He'd be like, Mango's trash. Yeah, that's basically Rodney Webb. I mean, he <laughs> he thinks chocolate chip cookies are trash. Yes, he thinks oatmeal raisin cookies yeah. are better than chocolate chip cookies. Strange, strange man. But he's a great guy. We're gonna have him on. So it's gonna be fun there. If so, if you if you can't get out there or. Come by and get their autographs at the Fox set. You'll see the Fox set. Um, it's Fox Sports Southwest, by the way, is blowing it out again. Um, shall I say, Skycam for all the games. Ooh. We have Skycam for all the games again. Um, it's just, I don't know. What's great, and not to it's pull... It's NFL-level it production for high school Not football. to pull back the curtain too much, but... Um, about two years ago, we got kind of a there was kind of a regime change at Fox Sports Southwest, and the people who came in looked at fo- look at the high school stuff, and they they just looked around. They go, uh, "Why aren't we doing this bigger?" And I was like, "I'm into this. Let's keep yeah. doing it bigger." And so that's why you had the F- Texas football days, and that's why you have uh, what what is a huge over the top state championship production. It's fun. It's- and by the way, great people on the call. Craig Way, of course, is calling. The legend. He's calling. I think seven games. That guy's a machine. He's a machine. You think I'm a machine? That guy blows me away. Two games, I believe, will be called by the great Ted Emmerich. Will be called. He, he's one of he's the rising a, stars. He's a stud. Yeah. He's such a stud. And finally, the other games called by Mark Followell. Dulcet tones. The dul- <laughs> this is Absolutely. The, he is the play-by-play voice of the Dallas Mavericks. He, this man has called World Cup soccer. He called games. World Cup soccer this in this summer, and he's calling Texas high school. That's that's how big this is, yes. folks. We got a World Cup guy. We got World Cup guy. Um, oh, geez, Ted called something huge recently, like college football or something. He called something really, really big. Um, and then, of course, there's Craig, yeah. and and so yeah, it's a who's who. Yeah. So if you don't, well, Mark think- Falwell actually came up calling high school football for the ticket. Mm-hmm. He actually he, he his famous call is touchdown Arthur Jefferson. He did do touchdown <laughs> Arthur Jefferson. Arthur Jefferson, the most I think North Mesquite. He went to North. I can't remember who they were playing, but the touchdown Arthur Jefferson, where Mark Falwell screams it into the mic, is it's classic. so good, so but good. That's how he, that's how he chopped his teeth in the broadcast. Man, I'm I'm fired up. I'm fired up. And you know, so he called the game uh, in Longview for Texas football days. Mm-hmm. And like you want to talk about a dude who it's like it's not just a job. He's like, yes, I want I want to know everything about it. Like he was asking me questions. He's like, what you know, what's this? He wants to make sure he calls does right. So it's going to be a great broadcast. I heard of he's course. been a secret viewer of Texas football today. I've heard that too. Yeah. Brent, uh, Brad McCoy will be on some of the calls. Um, Shea, uh, Shea Walker mm-hmm. and Gary Reasons on the color as well. So that'll be fun. And a bunch of great sideline reporters um, like Sarah Merrifield. I think Aaron Harding is going to be down there with them as well. Um, Lauren Blackwell, I'm definitely forgetting names, Katie Engelson, uh, kind of the people on Texas football, um, if you've seen Scoreboard Live, a lot of those, those reporters are going to be on sideline duty. We're gonna, they're going to have C.T. Steckel, they're going to have 
a sideline reporter on both on either on both sidelines. They're gonna have two sideline reporters for each game. It's gonna nice. be huge. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enough of that. Let's get to Friday. It is Friday at the Texas High School Football State Championship Games. Great day. This is the perfect size school. This is. Uh, this might be the best day. Yeah, Max. Max. This is. I'll, I'll stand for Max Thompson here. This is his. He loves the four A games. And we got some treats this week. Let's start this year rather. Let's start. Eleven a.m. Friday. A green sea of crazy people from Cuero are coming oh, up yep. to AT and T Stadium. The Cuero Gobblers take on the defending champs, Pleasant Grove. The Hawks. We have not done enough. We have not talked enough about the job Josh Gibson has done this year. I think they only have re- returned like two or three starters over like, across amazing. the board. They graduated a huge senior class, and we thought, yeah, Pleasant Grove is going to be good. Coach Gibson's got that program rolling, but you know, you know, two rounds max, three rounds max, and if they just haven't hauled off and, and are playing for another state title, I saw them last. I've seen Pleasant Grove the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. They played at the Star the last two weeks and parted doubleheaders, and you know, there's two or three games I'm going to be there. You're a value shopper, <laughs> yeah, value shopper for sure. And uh, last week they just steamrolled Iowa Park. You know, it was 35 nothing in the blink of an eye, and then they coasted. Um, and I've said this before, and I'll, I'll say it again: I've never seen a team that runs the wing tee throw the football as efficiently and as effectively as the Pleasant Grove Hawks. And mm-hmm. it starts with quarterback Ben Harmon. He may only complete six or seven passes in a game. But like three of them are for touchdowns. They're, they're chunk plays. Yeah, they're huge chunk plays, and they they just got guys running free because they execute that wing T offense with with uh, um, Bruce Garrett and James Wiggins so effectively, and they're big up front, and they're doing this without their best defensive player as well. Landon Jackson, who's their stud sophomore defensive end, has been out most of the year with a knee injury, and the rest of the defense has just picked up the slack. Their other stud sophomore defensive end, Marcus Burris is a man-child. Mm-hmm. He, number 44 for Pleasant Grove. He stands out. He passes the eyeball test. All the recruiting guys uh, love him as well. And they've got a little safety, Tyler Kelly, who's really, really fast, always makes plays. He's had interceptions in the last three playoff games. He's a playmaker, and, and they just find ways to get it done. And they've got that, that playoff pedigree now, and they, they just know how to win in these big moments. They do, and, and that is it, – it's really, really impressive what they've been able to put together. Um and now here comes Quero. And Quero um, is the first second team to make a state championship in five consecutive decades. So that's a, that was a really good note from you, by the way. That's think, some, somebody tipped me off to that, and I was like, hmm, let me go check. And the only one to do it was Wichita Falls, Old High, mm-hmm. back in like the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now Quero is back in the title game. And, and look, I don't think there's any doubt about what Quero's about. Quero's about... They're they're pretty solid across the board, and they got a couple dudes who just stand out above the rest. They've got a couple of just incredible talents. Yes, it starts with Jordan Whittington. Jordan Whittington can do everything. Uh, yes, he he's literally. Superman. He plays defense. He returns kicks. Mm-hmm. They line him up at running back. They line him up at wide receiver. They line him up at quarterback. He the threw fact, he threw a touchdown pass last threw week. Threw a touchdown pass to his brother, uh, Devin Whittington, a seventy yard touch, which kind of you know, like Quero for about a quarter and a half really struggled with mm-hmm. Silsby. They could not find their footing offensively. That touchdown pass by Jordan Whittington to his brother really kind of opened things up and, and got Quero rolling. But yeah, they lined him up at quarterback um, quite a bit last week. I mean, he he'll take at least twenty twenty five percent of the snaps from the quarterback position. But I think what's different about this Quero team and I think what, what goes underrated is their defense is really good. Yes. Their defense it's not they've got good size up front 
guys like Trey Moore, and they've got good size up front, but more importantly, they flow to the football really, really fast. well. They've got great they speed. They fly to the football, and they swarm. Yes. Like, we're going to talk about Duncanville uh, for tomorrow's podcast, but the thing that stands out about Duncanville is they swarm. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Cuero. They swarm to the football. Like bees. They are, and they finish. Yeah. And so that's what's going to be interesting about this is – Look, Pleasant Grove's defense is not impenetrable. Last year, it, it looked at times impenetrable. Yeah, last year their defense was was lights was, out. Was lights out. This year, you can I mean, I, I, two weeks ago I saw them at Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh put up forty one on them. Mm-hmm. So you can score points on Pleasant. You Grove. can score on them. The question is, what happens on the other side? I think stopping their offense is a chore. It is because they execute it so well. They they're efficient. They they they're almost an up. They, and they'll get in. A, they'll they'll get into a little tempo and, and really mm-hmm. snap and, and put you in a bind with their formations. And they just they they run run it really effectively. And that 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 matchup of Quero's defense against Pleasant Grove's offense, I think is really. Cause I, I think Quero's going to score thirty in this game. I think you're right. But on the other side, does Pleasant Grove score 35, 38? Mm-hmm. That's where where this game kind of comes down to is is can Quero find solve the riddle. That has been the Pleasant Grove offense. The computer has Cuero by three. Um, I think I'm taking Cuero. Uh, I think we're on opposite sides of this. I think you're taking Pleasant Grove. Um, I'm really, I really debated on this yeah. one. I think I did take Pleasant Grove. I, I'm, but it's, a, it's another tough game to call because, to me, games like this, you go with the tiebreakers are individual playmakers. And Jordan Whittington, they, nobody has an answer for Jordan Whittington. And if anybody's going to take over a game, it's him. They, they have the guy who can put the cape on, for sure. And they got Kieran Grant. Who we haven't even mentioned? Yeah, and uh, the Albrecht kid at running back—he's yep. he's got over a thousand yards. They've got two really good running backs. When, when they need to throw it, Michael Barta does a, a pretty yes, good job he does. The ball. This is a loaded team going up against a team with a scheme that is really, really solid and effective. It's fascinating. The other thing, look, Pleasant Grove ain't gonna be scared of this stage. They've been here. They've been here. They've won at the highest level. Quero, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since they've been here. It's been a long minute since they won it. What, 87? Uh, yeah. 87? I'm looking at our picks. You, t- you took Quero and I took Pleasant Grove. Yeah. So we're yeah. on the opposite sides yeah. of it, which I feel is fine. That, you yeah. know, I, think it, I think it speaks to the fact that like, this is, this is a game that could go either yeah. way. Yeah. I, I was at Quero's last state championship appearance against Abilene Wiley at, at Old Floyd Casey Stadium. They lost on a last-second field goal. So... Um, Hopefully, I'm not. I mean, for Quero fans, I hope I'm not bad luck. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, you're, you might get Pleasant banned. Grove fans are hoping that I am bad luck. Yeah, so. you, uh, you, you may not be uh, be maybe welcome in Dewitt County. Anymore. Dewitt County may may like the sheriff may be giving you a call. Yeah, but uh, I can imagine that there will be a uh, several thousand uh, gobbler fans, and uh, I think you've got your eyes on this one in the mascot war, don't you? Oh yeah, are you talking gobblers? gobblers? I'm getting that one. I'm getting gobbler. I gotta get that hawk too. That's a good hawk. Good hawk. That is 11 a.m. That's going to kick off Friday. This is, this, by the way, uh, I mentioned on the, on the other podcast, I have three games that I'm really excited about. Quero Pleasant Grove is, my, is one, of, one of my that's three. One of them. Yep. Mason New Deal, Quero Pleasant Grove, and you'll have to wait for the third one. Ooh. That's a tease. Is it? Is it like the International Bowl? Or is one of the one of the dumb bowl games? Is that the third one? It's the... the um, I'm, I'm fired up for the Cheez-Its Bowl. The Cheez-It Bowl? Yeah, fired up for the Cheez-Its Bowl. <laughs> All right. 3 p.m. Let's move. Let's, let's move to 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Put on your big boy britches. <laughs> let's four woo. a division one. Put oh my goodness. Okay, if if you and I'm not going to equate this a football game to war or anything, but if you want to see 
the equivalent of that, the high school football equivalent of it. If you're um, into bl- going to be a bloodbath. If you're into two teams beating the snot out of each other, may I direct you to three <laughs> o'clock Friday at AT and T Stadium, the four A Division One state championship game pitting the Waco La Vega Pirates against the Liberty Hill Panthers. Over and, under on passes thrown in this game. Um, three, <laughs> three and a half, three and a half, and one of them. One of them. Oh, here's a better one. Will there be more passes thrown by quarterbacks or non-quarterbacks? Right. <laughs> because there's a good chance that like the only passes we see are like trick plays. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a fascinating matchup because these are two teams that are that have a similar identity in different like wrinkles. Oh yeah, for sure. the The identity of both of these teams is kill, destroy, be the most physical team on the field. Mm-hmm. Both those teams want to be the most physical team on the field. That is that is uh, objective one, two, three, four, and five for them is be more physical. Well, only one of them could be more physical, and but they go about it in different ways. For um, for Wiggle of Vega, they run what's essentially like a power spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a power spread where they're going to st- st- step back in the shotgun with Arrow Rawls, their quarterback, who's a solid runner himself, by the way, yeah. and he's he's emerged as a passer, but they, he doesn't need to throw the ball he because they've got a guy in the backfield who. No, not many people in class four I have an answer they for. They got John Richards. And John Richards has a very plain name and a very just like not plain uh, pursuit, you know, a pursuit of, of perfection. His, John Richards' running style, uh, I'll, I'll describe it in one word violent. He runs violently. <laughs> yes. He, he runs angry. He, he seeks out people to run over. He looks for contact and he, and he, he and it's, it's almost like he enjoys it. He like, is built like a brick. S house. Yeah. He's huge. And they're and they're huge up front. Mm-hmm. They are bruising up front. And then on the defensive side, by the way, La Vega is huge and bruising and flight of the football yeah, and, and fast. And it's everything that Don Hyde, yeah. who's a longtime defensive coordinator, now head coach, has made yeah. these Liberty Hill these this long La Vega defenses to be. They, they will strike you. They will. And then there's Liberty Hill. And I had a chance to watch a good amount of Liberty Hill and Carthage. You saw the murder tea in action, huh? Guys. You, you said you were in love. I am in love with this <laughs> offense. This slot tee, the way that they run it, it is like, it, it's, it's honestly, they run it in such a way that it's like comparing a pro-style passing attack to like the air raid, where it's just like, we just take deep shots. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. This is the deep shots version of this offense because they blow open holes. I still haven't looked up the quarterback's name. And, um, and they run, they run that offense. Uh, I'll vamp while you do that. Thank uh, you. <laughs> they run that offense at, at such a rapid. It, it is a. It, it's a. It's a tempo slot T is what it is. It is because as soon as they get that play, they are lining up and they are ready to go. It's it's unbelievable. Yes, the, it the is the pace uh, they run their offense. Jacob Searley is the quarterback. He is a magician back there. the The slot T requires a super smart cerebral quarterback who is very good with ball handling. And you watch this game, you watch them run the ball, and there there are defenses that do not know where the ball is until it's eight yards down the field mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because he's so good at it. And then, by the way, most of the time, they're handing it to Kyle Harrison. Who's one of the most underrated backs in the state. And Kyle Harrison, you want to talk about running violently? Yeah. This guy runs with a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And there were, he had a quote after the uh, – first of all, apparently down in Austin, he guaranteed that they would beat Carthage, and they did it. <laughs> and then, Call your shot and live it up, dude. Hey, yeah. you, you, are, you 
can you can you can walk around with you can walk around with a little bit of swagger yeah. like that. And he had some quote on Fox Sports Southwest about how he's like, yeah, I heard that they were talking about how it's too small and that we were overrated. Well, forty and is overrated, and I'm like, dude, yeah, okay, yeah. bring in the yeah, heat. Yeah, yeah, he's throwing fastballs. He is. Kyle Harrison's awesome. This team is awesome. And by the way, if there's one thing that Liberty Hill's done well this year, it's stopped the run. Mm-hmm. They've been really good against the run. Yeah, there. The, the, the way that, that in the in, during the season, the way that beat Liberty Hill has been through the air. Their secondary is where this where they're a little suspect. Their one loss on the year again is you go back to week two in overtime on the road at then at what ended up being a regional semifinalist Hutto five A team five A Division one team five A Division one team. And let me see if I pull up a box score. Fifty-two um, to fifty, wasn't it? And uh, by the way, they ran um, uh, the Hutto. Of course, they are not a rushing team. Uh, they threw for four hundred and fifty-five yards, mm-hmm. uh, but they only ran for eighty-eight. Yeah. And this is a team they stopped the run well, and that's what makes this so interesting. But again, this is going to be a a love letter to violent football <laughs> is what this is because these two teams are going to beat the snot out of each other. Yeah, and it's going to be great. Um, I've been riding with Liberty Hill. I'm going to ride with Liberty Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I rode with them last year. I'm going to keep riding with them. I'm going to ride or die. Uh, but La Vega is a La Vega is a team that is playing their best ball right now. And if there's anyone that has been able to consistently solve the riddle of the slot T, mm-hmm. it's been La Vega. They played four times since 2015. They were in the same district for two yeah. of those years, and they played twice one year. Um, this is the fourth they've they've played four last four times since 2015. La Vegas won all four games, mm-hmm. including a six to nothing overtime shutout win over Liberty Hill in the playoffs uh, in 2015 or 16. I can't remember the year. Which is a regional final? Is that right? I believe it was a regional final. Maybe 2015. The year La Vega won state six 2015 six nothing. Yes, six overtime. La Vega shut Liberty Hill out. So uh-huh. they they know this offense. They're familiar with it, and they know how to prepare for it. So. That's the one thing that I think La Vegas. They don't. A lot of teams come in and they they, they hear about the slot T and they hear it's this mystical magical offense. It's the and devil. They can't stop. It is the devil. Slot hashtag slot T is the devil. Um, it's not the devil to La Vega. La no. Vega has seen it. They're familiar with it, and it, it doesn't scare them. So mm-hmm. um, I'll be in, if if the La Vega defense can do that again. I, I think that that's the key in this game. Is is if La Vega can slow down that slot T. The computer has La Vega by. Nine in this That's one. Big spread. It's a big spread, game. and I got to tell you, I don't. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the, that La Vega really just beats the brakes off people like teams they should. They just run up the score a little yeah. bit on them. So well, they got two tough games in round three and four, and they've been other than yes. that. They've, I mean, they just obliterated Decatur last they week. Did. It was they really it did. was silly. So that is the three o'clock game. Why don't we round out Friday with a trip up to five A, and a trip to five A Division Two. Back for the tenth time are the Alito Bear- tradition, unlike any other. Are Alito, the Alito Bearcats back for the first time? The Fort Bend Marshall Buffaloes, Max's Max's darlings, they finally made it. Yep. We finally made it to the fireworks factory. Um, and look, this is a Fort Bend Marshall team that has dudes that Alito simply has not seen. Absolutely. Alito has not seen a quarterback the caliber of Link Hornsby. No. Alito has not seen a running back kind of slash athlete the, 
the, the like Devon Chain. No. And they have not seen, in my mind, the defensive team speed that they're going to see from Marshall. The only compar- comparable is probably South Oak Cliff. Mm-hmm. Which was, by the way... A 28-14 game. A very close game. Their closest yeah. game of the year. Mm-hmm. Before, well, no, Reedy was Re- a 10-point point, game. Yeah. But yeah, it, uh, that's the only comparable... Compa- South Oak Cliff is a comparable, mm-hmm. but from an athleticism standpoint, but I think... Fort Bend Marshall's got a lot more playmakers on offense than Sock does. One hundred percent, they so. do. And so now, but so then on the Alito side, and I've mentioned this before, Alito's uh, Alito's an odd team that they are a they have a mammoth offensive line, a yes. monstrous offensive line, uh, and for as much love as Jason McClellan gets in my mind, and Jason McClellan's a great running back. I don't want to take anything away from him. I think he would even tell you. I am great because those guys are great yeah, because their offensive line is huge. Yeah, and McClellan. When when but the the thing about McClellan is when the off the rare in the rare times that the offensive line misses a block, misses an assignment, or the defense picks the right call, McClellan's able. He's he's strong enough and, and tough enough of a runner to make good things yes. happen. Even when the, that's that's what makes Alito such a tough riddle. To solve. It does. They are a tough riddle to solve. I also think Jake Bishop has taken a step forward. I think anybody who watched that Alito College Station game last year saw a guy that the moment was too big for him. Mm-hmm. And I think he's taking a step forward. His arm strength is better, and I think he's a little bit better. Yep. And he's They're, got a great receiver in JoJo, JoJo, JoJo Earl. Yeah, JoJo, jo- Earl, JoJo Earl. Yeah, um, they, they they really do. The defensive side's interesting because their front seven's really good. Mm-hmm. Their front seven's really really solid. They're secondary. They're young. A lot of places. They're young they're, and they're they're smallish. Yeah. And that's where I wonder if Marshall's going to have a small advantage if they can get the ball outside of their playmakers and just win one on ones on the outside. And that's what Marshall's got to do. Yeah. And I think the key in this game, I think this game comes down to Malik Hornsby. Hornsby is super super talented and. When he's really good, like he was against Port H's Groves, he's eye popping good. They're un- they're unbeatable. Yeah. I'll say that if if he's good, but the last couple of weeks he hasn't been as good. You know, Devon Chain has had to really carry the team in these last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, last week I'm willing to give him a, a mulligan on last week. That that team, the death of a player, mm-hmm. going up against a really unique and, and tough offense in Cal Allen, they struggled. But but they but at the same token, you give them credit because they came out of there with a win. Um, you'd, you'd hope that, you know, you'd hope that this week is a, is a little bit better. They're a little more focused and, and they're able to, to come out and play, uh, uh, give their best effort against the Lido. And this is, um, to me, what's, what's also very interesting is basically, and I was, I did, I did sidelines on, on a, on a, on a game and I, I might mention this on another podcast. Alito has not seen a spread offense a lot. Basically they saw it against Lovejoy mm-hmm. who was overmatched. Mm-hmm. They saw it against um, Sock. South South Oak Cliff. They saw it against, and they've seen like basically the past four weeks. Reedy kinds, yeah, kind Reedy's, of spread, Reedy's more power more, spread, yeah, kind of more power spread, maybe a little yeah. more pro style. But yeah, and then Ryder runs it, but they were overmatched, they were overmatched as well. Matched, yeah, um, even, I don't, even in their district. No, Midlothian is a flex bone team. Burleson Centennial is a flex bone team. Everman's basically a modified wing T. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of teams no. in their own district that don't even run the spread. They don't run the spread. They don't. Yeah. They have not seen the spread very often. And I will say this: they have not seen the spread run with the dudes that Marshall's going to play the spread no. with. No, there are very few. There, there's not any five A teams that have the kind of dudes and cats that, that Fort Ben Marshall has. This game comes down to whether or not Alito can establish. Um, Dominance at the point of attack. Mm-hmm. If if the if if the dominant force in this game is the Alito offensive line, 
Elito wins this game, mm-hmm. and I think they win this game going away. Yeah. If it is if it is not, and they are able to get in the backfield, and they are able to neutralize that, and make if they are able to to say Jake Bishop, you got to go beat us. Mm-hmm. Game while, on. While we're pressuring you, yeah. yes. While we're running after you, yeah. While we're pressuring you, then 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 it is absolutely game on. So. I am very, very interested in this one. Uh, this one is seven o'clock uh, went, uh, Friday night. I think I'm taking Marshall, but I, God, I don't know. The I'm computer says it's a two point game. Yeah. Alito by two. I'm sticking with Alito, go, going with the experience, the pedigree in this that's, one. That's entirely fair. I think that's entirely fair. So that rounds out Friday. That's Friday, and at this point, there will be just one day left in the 2018 Texas high school football season. So uh, I'll be, uh, what's the term? I'll be sad happy. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be, you'll I'll be, be sad happy. Sappy. Yeah, because I'll be sad the season's coming to an end, but happy to see these last three games because they'll be fun. There will be one more day, and baby, are we going out with a bang? Let's preview the Saturday games next. Uh, that'll be on the next episode of Tap and Step. So that is going to do it for us. Thank you for being a Dave Gamble's Texas football insider. We love you very much. Enjoy the games. And Step, thank you for your courage. Thank you. We'll see you next time on Tap and Step. Mm-hmm.